0: Let us start with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word, and thank you, Father, that you speak to us through your word. Help us to listen carefully. Help us to meditate on your word, and lead us to obedience by your spirit, Father. May I preach faithfully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Greetings sisters and brothers. We are now back to our series on Colossians. If you have been following us before we took a break from this series during Pentecost and Trinity Sunday, you will remember that we ended the previous Colossians sermon with the reminder that we are to put off our old self with his sinful desires and practices. Today's passage does the opposite. We are now called to put on godly Christian values. Now this idea of putting off and putting on can be linked to the idea of a uniform. When you see a soldier or a police officer, you don't need to ask them what they do or what they represent. If you are in trouble and there are evil men chasing after you, the moment you see a police officer in uniform, you will feel a huge sense of relief. There is no need to ask first if they will protect you. You know at a glance that that is their sworn duty. A uniform is something powerful that communicates powerfully. A uniform is a clear manifesto of the principles and creeds of what the person wearing it holds on to. The Christian uniform, however, is not seen in the clothing but in their attitude. That is to say, by their heart. And so, Paul tells Christians to shed the uniform of sinful human values and to put on the uniform of a Christian. Paul then goes on to show us what this uniform means to us. Firstly, he reminds us that we wear this uniform, and that reminds us that we are holy and beloved. Those who are Christians are holy, that is, they are set apart as God's special portion. Christians are of special value, therefore, to God. And that is what it means to be holy. We are meant to live for God in response to His love for us. This holiness, then, isn't just an abstract thing. It means that God truly loves us who are separated to do His will. And therefore, Paul is right in saying they are also beloved. These two ideas then are closely linked and are related to each other. And friends, do we really believe that we are God's beloved? Sometimes we do have difficulty in accepting this idea. And that is because we don't remember that we are also holy to God. Trouble comes in our lives and we feel like God is distant or has abandoned us. But if we truly understand that we are holy, that we are set apart for God, then we'll understand that our lives must be different. And so we can see that our trials and suffering is a part of how God loves us and how he grows us. It is only then can we trust in God fully and endure suffering. As we don this Christian uniform, we must remember that we are loved by God and that we are set apart for God. And this uniform isn't an empty uniform. It comes together with principles and character that this uniform represents. If a man wears a police uniform yet acts in an unjust manner as we have seen recently in videos of events from the United States, we realize that the uniform then becomes meaningless on that person. The power of the uniform isn't merely in the clothes, but it is in the principle that it represents. And so Paul then tells us what it should look like for us to don the uniform of a Christian. Paul shows us how to know that we are indeed truly wearing this uniform with the right meaning and exhibiting the right virtue that does the uniform justice. Christians are to exhibit the values that we see in verses 12 and 13. We are to have These characters, a heart filled with compassion and kindness, our characters humble and meek, we are to be patient and slow to anger, and out of the love we have for our Master, we bear with one another, forgiving those who trespass against us. If we are to don on the Christian uniform, we are to wear these traits. Now this seems on the surface, be a list of moral values. But the Bible doesn't teach moralism. The Bible teaches Christ. So we must then rightly understand that just as God gave the commandments to the Israelites so that they would be holy, like God is holy, we too are called to put on these characters that mimics God. We are to wear this uniform so that we can be the clear image of God's character which is displayed to the world through us. This ultimately means we are to emulate the one who is the perfect image of God in this world, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is why Paul said, Be imitators of me as I am an imitator of Christ. Because at the heart of it, that is what the Christian uniform is it is putting on Christ-likeness. We put on the character of Christ so that through us, the world comes to see Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, and then comes to know this God. Christ is the one who was compassionate and kind. Jesus was willing to suffer, bleed, and die for us. And so, We are asked then to emulate this and wear this as our uniform so that in our compassion, in our kindness, people see an image of Jesus through us. Jesus showed humility, meekness, and patience. Though Jesus was in the form of God, he humbled himself and was meekly obedient to the Father, meaning he trusted in him even to the point of death, seeking to obey his will, despite whatever that the world threw at him. It is this humility and weakness that led Christ to that cross. It is this humility and meekness that Christians are called to put on. As you too put on humility and meekness in your response to the world, In your response to your suffering, in your response to the challenges that you face at work or at home, you display your Christian uniform to the world to see, so that they can see Christ in you. As a Christian puts on these characters, Paul reminds them that it isn't merely for show, but it has application to the Colossians. We know their contacts. They were in disarray because of false teachers. And they would have had different opinions regarding them, perhaps even going as far as to openly quarrel. But Paul points this out here for them so that Paul reminds them that the uniform they wear means they must first love each other, which means bearing with the faults of one another, forgiving each other. The reason Paul gives them is rooted in the gospel through which they have been saved and through which God has forgiven their sins. How can people on the same key, wearing the same uniform, be fighting each other and then go and preach a gospel that claims unity and forgiveness from God? If they do not forgive... They would be like a policeman who robs banks and takes bribes and then comes on TV to give a talk to everyone on obeying the law. They would be total hypocrites. And so the Colossians are here called to forgive each other. Now take a moment now to imagine all the Christians that you've had quarreled with, all the wrongs that they have done towards you, the harsh words exchange, the disrespect, the anger that they showed you, then as you look at this clear command from God to the Colossians that also applies to you, can you forgive them? It's difficult, isn't it? And this is why Paul reminds us in verse 14 of the final thing to put on to your Christian uniform that takes all this Christian character and binds them together. Paul reminds them of love. It is love that led Jesus to do all that he did. It was love that led him to the cross. His love for the Father, his love for us. So this is what we too must put on. Love for each other, love for our neighbours, so that we can forgive in such a way that we will have the peace of Christ in our hearts. In our Old Testament reading today, we saw how God's forgiveness of his people is pictured. He pardons iniquity. He passes over transgression. He does not retain his anger towards them forever. He delights in steadfast love. He has compassion and he casts all their sins away so that he can fully love them and unite them to him. It is this character that we too are called to model. And that is why we are called to forgive and to seek peace. The peace that comes through this gospel that has saved us is a peace that we are meant to extend to others. If we cannot do that, then we pray forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us in vain. We have not understood the gospel. But as we come to look at the cross, as we look to Christ and our hearts are affected, this peace that comes through God's forgiveness then extends to others through us. This peace then will come to dwell in our hearts, but not only to dwell, but to rule over us. And this is the picture of a Christian who fully dons the uniform and faithfully serves. This is what it means to be in one body, one universal church, to be truly Christian. And no doubt this would have been challenging to the Colossians. After all, who wants to forgive their enemies? You feel like you lose something. We want to hold on to our bitterness and our rights to be angry at others. But this isn't the message of the Gospel. As we forgive and find unity in the body of Christ, we actually do not lose out. But rather, it is only then that we can truly see God's work in us bearing fruit. This unity then leads us to give thanks to God. And so Paul closes this section by saying, and be thankful. Now at this point, we may be tempted to make a checklist and just work on these few virtues that Paul mentions here. But if we understand that the context in which Paul is speaking of is that of the unity problem in Colossians, then we will understand that Paul is bringing these particular traits in this example to speak directly to them, to remind them of what they have forgotten. Ultimately, in our context then, to put on the full uniform of a Christian, our character should be the same as our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And that would mean more than just the traits mentioned here. That would mean in all things, we should strive to look like Christ. So look to your own context, your own struggles and mirror yourself against Christ to see what is lacking in you. It may be something from the list that we looked at today, or it may even be something else that isn't mentioned here, such as generosity, or integrity, or honesty. But whatever is lacking in your uniform that is meant to represent Christ, seek it so that your gospel witness is not tainted by this lack. Now, some of you right now may be thinking of others that needs to hear this message. They better hear and obey God's word, you may think. But friends, don't do that today. Today, put aside others and look at your own self at your own weaknesses. The very fact that you are thinking of others shows that there is a lack of peace between you and that person. So seek that peace seek that unity. If you are listening to this and you think ah these are just regular Christian stuff, there's nothing urgent here, then think again friends. Recently in America, a policeman in full uniform arrested George Floyd. He pinned him down with his knee on his neck. And while this probably started out with justifiable reason, the policeman continued to pin him down even after george has been subdued then the police officer continued to press on even when george said he couldn't breathe the onlookers pleaded with the policeman but he did not respond in a way you would have expected a policeman to respond and this policeman in full uniform continued pressing down on his neck for more than 8 minutes and the man died That sacred uniform that is meant to protect and serve instead was used to mercilessly bring about the death of someone who was already subdued. That policeman was wearing the uniform but failed to act in the spirit of what the uniform meant. That day, the police uniform lost its respect. People rejected them. And this led to great chaos in the country. And friends, do we then dare to bring dishonor to the uniform you wear as Christians through our attitude? Of course, we are not killing anyone. But remember, what is at stake here is much greater than what was lost in America. What is at stake is the gospel message itself and its ability to reach and save people. Do we preach a gospel of love and forgiveness and then do not display these things and be hypocrites in the gospel that we preach? How long then until there are enough Christians that are hypocrites until the idea of Christianity itself becomes a joke? as something that is mocked as hypocrisy. How long then, by our sinfulness, by our contribution, the gospel then becomes worthless in the eyes of those that we preach to? How long until our attitude leads to the slander of the power of the blood of Christ? Every Christian response matters. You have been clothed in Christ as you are united to him on that cross. So put on the uniform of Christ-likeness in response. Honor that uniform. Your character matters for the sake of the gospel. You are an ambassador for Christ in a world that rejects him. That uniform you wear then is more than just about how people see you it is about your testimony to the very gospel that saved you from eternal condemnation. Wear the uniform rightly. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you thanks that you have given us this message. And Father, we know in many ways we are not Christ-like in the things that we do and so we ask for your forgiveness and we ask for your spirit to be at work and father we give you thanks for the things that you have helped us to be Christ like in and we give you thanks knowing that it is you who has worked this through your spirit so lord have mercy on us so that our testimony of christ is not made into something bad because of our character. Let us see the seriousness of this and respond rightly by challenging our characters and what we hold to be our rights and be willing to give it up for the sake of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.